0: Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Webcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 27th of July, 2017. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing and... Fans of Dave Davies will be pleased to know that Dave is in the house, so to speak. Dave, <laughs> how you doing, dude? I am doing well. How are you, Jim? I'm excellent. Um, last week you were uh, gallivanting around Seattle. Actually, you were you were gallivanting around a small part of Seattle. You were at Moscon. I was. How was it? It was. Uh, you know, it was my third year
2: there, and I'll go again. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's probably one of my, I mean, there's, there's a whole bunch of different ones that you conferences that you like for different reasons for sure. So, um, but it's, it's one of my, one of my favorites. And the, and the thing I liked about it and, and what I got from all the, the speakers there, um, is that it's, it's one of the ones because it's, it's limited. It's one track. Um, so all of them are forced to sort of cover technical and UX at the same time and and talking about user experience as it relates to what we actually have to do to make that happen. So I I liked that, right? Like not this, um, you know, I'm focused on A or I'm focused on B, but sort of looking at the world as it really is, as you know, and we've talked about a bunch of times, they're not really separate things anymore. (laughs) And they're forced to talk about it because it's a single track. Uh, show where they don't have technical and then design over here or whatnot. So it was, it was really interesting with a lot. I mean, you know, Will Reynolds is there, Cindy Crumb, your friend of mine. And then a few people I didn't know who just blew me away with, with some of the information that, uh, that they had. And we'll we'll be dragging some on, uh, as guests. I have sort of lined up not today, but, uh, we're going to be lying. Everybody had to like, get back to like, okay, I got to catch up now. (laughs) And uh, we'll be bringing on some guests from that show to talk about some of the really, really neat stuff. Um, one of them, Will was talking about some really, really, um, interesting ways of doing remarketing that I had never seen before. Um, like just never, never even fathomed or, or, or had seen before with, uh, with some apparently pretty simple scripts. So we'll, uh, we'll be chatting with him and, and I think that'll be a must. Well, it'll be Will.
1: Every yeah, show Will, Will, Will a is a list. wonderful <laughs> guest to have on, to have on the show. He's, uh, he's one of those guys, you just get him going on a topic and sort of sit back, you know? <gasps>
2: Oh, yeah, no, he, he's great. And he had um, one of the the, the, the best uh, comments, and it was his comment. And when I said, this is a great comment on Twitter, he said, this is actually Geraldine's, this is, you know, wife of oh. Rand Fishkin, um, oh, yeah. Geraldine. Um, and it was, and, and it's funny because you know this. Um, and everybody knows this, but it was like seven sentences. It just sort of wrapped up everything we should be doing. And I was like, wow, that's awesome. And it is be the content you want to find. And I was like, right. I just keep that in mind. <laughs> it's just like this little gem. And I'm like, right. Okay. Let's just remember that. Let's not make it this big, long, here's all the stuff that you're trying to do. Right. Like let's simplify down to these like simple sentence, just be the content you want to find. And I'll like, you know, extend it maybe a little bit in the format you want to use it in. <laughs> like it. it's just so simple and, and elegant and uh, and that's really a, really a great quote
1: the great standout the great quote in your mind comes from Gerald Eden and, and that's it huh Oh, I mean, there was, uh, there, was, there was a lot of other interesting.
2: Um, Joel Kletke, uh, for example, who I hadn't heard of before the conference, but he was one of the speakers. And I, I believe he was just a uh, sort of a community speaker. They'll pull in four speakers that are just, here's some Moz community people that are in the blog there. And they'll, they'll pull them in who hadn't spoken a lot before. I think it was his first one. He did a great job. Um, and and it, I'm actually just writing up a, a summary of my top five things. And he's 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 made this list um, from just this idea I'd never thought of before. Some of our our audience may have heard this before, um, but it was the idea of going into your competitors and looking at their negative reviews. Mm -hmm. Seems simple enough. Okay, why would you, you know, I mean, we all kind of look at reviews and stuff, but his idea, and it's brilliant, and then again, I I mean, maybe I just haven't heard it, but other people have, uh, was to look at their negative reviews, figure out you know, sort of what terms are being used in those negative reviews, figure out what the problems that they're facing are. And then when you're doing your AdWords ads, when you're writing your sales copy, just make sure you're addressing this. Like just keep hammering down that this is not what we are because after they're leaving that competitor, they're they going to be, be looking somewhere for else, somebody right? to talk about this. yeah. And so just address that thing head on that they had a problem with. And I was like, yeah, again, just such a simple thing. There's like, I've never actually and maybe this is just me. Like maybe I I missed the boat on this one. I'd never actually thought to do that. And I was like, okay, that's, that's brilliant. Um, and can just design your, your, your content strategy around. I'm going to be all those things that the people who are already purchasing. And I think that was one of the things I really liked. They're already investing in a technology that you do. They're already paying for it. They just hate it. So, you know, you have a target market that's willing to pay for something yeah, now just show them that you're going to address their problem and and be that solution <laughs> and and make sure they know that. It's it's just so simple and you are probably going to have some pretty high click throughs and high conversion rates on that because you're addressing the problem that they have.
1: Um, well, you know that th- that that's just a an example of how there's um and I'm I'm radically over oversimplifying obviously, but there's like two ways of thinking in the industry. Mm-hmm. One is as a technician, the other is as a marketer. Mhm. Joel is, uh, Joel's, Joel's a smart
2: marketer. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, and you know, once again, I'm going to drag her on too, so I'm not going to beat this to death, but it was just one of the other, like, okay, that just changed the way I view things. Um, and it was from Cindy, Mm uh, from this conference and and she gave a a great, I I live blog, most of these things and hers, I was trying to keep up as best I could. And that blog in like 45 minutes, I think it was like 1200 words or something, right? Like she just covered so much valuable stuff. I, I think my fingers were aching after I couldn't actually do the, co- the session right after her. So I was just like, okay, I just like, I'm, I'm burnt out now. But, um, the idea she had, she thought her, her session was on mobile first index, but she changed it. And I, I love this is it's, it, her, she sort of coined the term of not it's not mobile first, it's portable first. It's, it's, but what she meant by that, and I'd never thought of this is this idea of you separate your design and your content because your are designing your content no longer are connected. Right. I mean, they are, we all think of them as connected. I'm putting my content inside in this design and and framework. And he's like, that doesn't work. Right. We're going to amp. We're going to voice. We're going to, you know, we've got all these different displays. You're designing your content need to be separate. That's what JSON's for. That's what XML feeds are for. And it it, it was really, really interesting. And uh, you know what, it was just sort of one of those like light bulb moments. Again, many people might've already thought of this, but I'm like, yeah, I need to view content in this new world order. As we're heading forward of my content actually is separate from my design because I need to make sure that that exact same content is available across
1: all All these platforms. Yeah,
2: Um, And it may not even be hosted on mine. You know, she's talking about Firebase, which she covered last year and stuff. And just, you know, I may be handing this over to Google. It may be an app in their app store. It might be AMP hosted on their servers. It might be on a Google site, right? For all I know. Um, But yeah, just this idea of view your content separate. And when you're designing and, and developing, come up with a strategy that keeps your content independent sort of thing of your site so that it can be whatever format it needs to be. And I was like, we all kind of, I guess, know that, but it's the first time I've heard it discussed so well, and I have not done it justice and I'm going to drag her <laughs> on our, well, she's already said, yes, um, <laughs> she'll be coming on our show. And, uh, and, and we'll, we'll talk about that further. Cause it was, um, it, it was, it was a really, really great. The, the whole session was awesome. It was, you know, one of my top favorite sessions of, of the whole thing. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll have her on, but That was my big sort of. Oh, right. These are these are different, and I need to view these things as different. And um, you know, she also covered the like Chromecast, and I'd never really thought of it this way. But it's like Chromecast is the bridge. It's the bridge between one device and another. And I'm like, yeah, I never really thought of it that way. <laughs> it's actually what bridges my my Google Home to my television. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's what Chromecast is. So, anyway, interesting stuff. I, I won't babble on more about all the all the neat stuff from MozCon, because, um, well we'll just have the guests on and they can talk about it themselves and do it way more justice in like half
1: an hour, 40 minutes than I could possibly do in one minute. Um, Absolutely. And, uh, then Cindy is one of those strange freaks of nature in the industry who is both who who, 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 know excels in both the marketing world and the technical world. Um, I remember when, when she was first starting as a speaker back in like 2005, 2006, uh, Went to I went up to Kevin Ryan who was running uh, Surgeons and Strategies, and I'm like, dude, you've got to bump her up to keynote because she's making the rest of us look bad.
0: <laughs> because
1: <laughs> Cindy's presentations are so absurdly detailed, uh, richly detailed, um, and she goes into such depth. So, like, yeah, she's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I
2: did not know this and I hope I'm not, you know, but well, you know, I'll ma- I'd mention it with her on the air. I didn't know this until recently because you see her and she's so like polished and she does such a great job. She's nervous every time.
0: And oh, yeah. I found that
2: kind of funny. Right. I'm like, really? You have you do like once a month, you're on like some major stage. Right. And you don't look it. So she's obviously got that down. But apparently she's nervous every time she's getting
1: up there. Yeah. She's dealt with some of the largest websites on Earth. And some of her clients are among the the wealthiest people on earth, and and yeah, she is so down to earth herself.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's great,
1: and you're right, quite bright, and yeah,
2: I remember the. I mean, I remember sort of picking on her because so did you, I'm sure, but like, yeah, yeah is this the year of mobile? <laughs> because she was calling it for so long, and she was right, and we all knew it. But it was just like, yeah, is this the year? No,pe not quite this year, um, but uh, well. Boy, people that listen to her though are sure ready.
1: <laughs> uh, yep, absolutely. Okay, um, we got probably f- you know what we got about five minutes before we got to take a break. Um, what's a quick one we can jump to? First off, is there anything else from Moz from MozCon that should be mentioned?
2: Um. You know what? Actually, one of the the things, and you know what, this is just an ideology, and I'm going to let them talk about the specifics because they, you know, all the speakers can talk about the specifics. So I think, but from Will again, and it's you know, not surprisingly, every like paragraph he speaks, you've probably got to take away something in there. Um, but again, it just comes down to ideology of content, and I loved this because he brought up the fact that in 24 hours. When machine learning took over translation, it improved more in that 24 hours than in the 10 years prior with humans trying to to get translation working properly. So that's the speed of adaptation. Um, and so he extended that for which I thought was an interesting statistic. And I, I didn't know that um, he then you know, sort of went further and going, you know, now machine learning is taking over everything and it's improving translation at this rate. So we can assume that's going to happen maybe a little slower, but that's basically going to happen in, in the rest of search. So be Basically, he asks us to ask ourselves the question, if Google can only produce, is only going to produce the best possible answer to a query, right? And I I think he's thinking about voice there or or scenarios where, you know, you got featured snippets. If it's only going to provide one answer, what is that answer? And of course, that comes down to, are you producing that answer? Right? And, and it does tie into his, his you know comment that he sort of borrowed from Geraldine and, and gave her credit for it. Um, but the idea of if, you're, if the answer is no and Google's improving to only give that, you're not going to show up in search. right? So now the, the, the goal then has to be and I mean, I, I sort of hate the term, but I use it a whole bunch, but you have to be the 10x content.? Right? You have to be that best answer because if you're yeah. not. You know, we're seeing a reduction in search results, move to voice search, um, you know, as as the best answer becomes the only answer, um, you you have to be that best answer or you might as well not be.
1: Well, and as, uh, you know, search users look other 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 places for information, just, you know, by habit, for instance, product search being conducted over at Amazon rather than at Mm -hmm. Google. Yeah. Google's need Google needs to create more opportunities to, well. Basically monetize the information it's putting in front of uh, in front of search users, right? Yeah. So if it has a lower volume of search users looking for products, which is where the adwords tend to be, yeah, it's going to create more spaces for adwords for those people who are still using Google as a search device. Indeed, makes makes, makes perfect sense. Um, and yeah, I think Will's right. The uh, and, and you're right too, Dave. The, uh, the 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 number of organic placements are going to be uh, limited both by the technologies we're using as 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 users, but also actively by Google as it's trying to keep its golden goose alive as long as possible. Remembering that this golden goose is now 15 years old, and that's a little bit old for a goose, eh?
2: Yeah, (laughs) indeed. Uh, Well, and it ties to, and you know what, there's there's one of the stories, and I guess we can cover it in in just a couple minutes, because it ties perfectly to what we're saying here, um, was NPR did a survey, and they they surveyed 1,600 people and sort of found out what their feeling was on voice first, and this is Google Home, Alexa… Uh, you know, or or people that have both. Alexa is is by far the dominant player in the space right now. Uh, no, that that could
1: just be timing. Like they 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 were first to market and they've marketed it better, right?
2: They've done a great job. I totally get it. I'm planning on ordering one. Um, they also have versions of it that come in. You know, during the the Prime days, that were 35 bucks called the Dot. Right, That's a smaller thing. It's not going to have a speaker like the Home or, or, or Echo, but it's the Echo Dot. It's a tiny little, they're now 50 bucks, but they were on for $35. Bucks. Like they are doing a good job to saturate the market. What I found really, really interesting, though, because we've already talked on our show a bunch of times about the market share gains that voice-first devices are, are, are making. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I found interesting about their survey was that 52%, and this is early adoption at this point or 42% of those people with them are already viewing them as essential. Now, moved like up like, that's
1: much, like 18 months, a year? Yeah, huh. so,
2: and, and so your habit isn't there yet, but give it another year, and that same group could be surveyed, and I would bet it's going to be into the 60 70%. And a lot of people are just using them for the things that you and I, you know, the things that I use them for. I mean, I'm not a super heavy user on it other than testing for, like, search stuff. But, you know, when I'm playing music, it's on my Google Home. <laughs> just because it sits there it's got a decent speaker and it's more comfortable than headphones and i don't want to <laughs> like it, it does the trick really well um so yeah it's 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 really neat and um it looks like and, and jeremy if, if you're listening you'll I, I know you know this already and you'll be happy to know they're they're sort of initializing bluetooth with it so it'll then function a little better with uh, I think it, it was accidentally snuck out onto a couple by mistake <laughs> support um, just sort of showed up by accident i can't I'm not sure whether they pulled it back or not, but now that's going to further boost its its abilities. It could now sit as just sort of like a standalone speaker for your computer rather than something that uh, this sort of sits independent of it. It'll help it tie with the other devices around you like my computer because I can't use it as my computer speaker, but I will be able to, and that'll be a, another big big leap forward for them and uh you know I, I think that could be a game changer. Um, it, it's going to be really, really interesting to see whether Amazon can hold on. Um, but just knowing that voice first <laughs> devices are, are becoming essential to people this early on is like my cell phone wasn't really essential to me in the first year, <laughs> like when I got it back in oh, like whatever really? '95 no. or something. Oh,
1: okay. okay. Like, but what about <laughs> your smartphone? Like your cell phone, one thing. What about your smartphone?
2: Yeah, once I'd had that, uh, you know oh, what that
1: means? Your freaking hand.
2: Yeah, it's you know what I, I was—I I delayed a long time when those were coming out, and it wasn't until the iPhone finally won me over, <laughs> and then and, and sort of dragged me into that market. Even then, I don't think I viewed it apart from the phone aspect. I don't think I would have viewed it as essential. Nice to have, but I didn't need it. I was—it didn't have the same capabilities that it does now right i wasn't doing map results here and there and and that sort of stuff so um you know because of its limitations even then i wouldn't have called it essential but this one's becoming an an essential device just because it's replacing a a small stereo on my desk it because it has other functions built in It's it's already essential at a a faster adoption rate than i i I was expecting
1: um speaking of is um is, is is yours turned on right now it's unplugged now. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, hey, Quick. Google. Cole Mary's tooth. <laughs>
2: uh, she's already had that one done. Really?
1: Oh, Does yeah, 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 she's, yeah. Oh, she she's, went to the dentist. I thought, I, thought, yeah. I thought you guys actually asked it to, Anyway, you, 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 you <laughs> asked it to. Okay, on that, we got to take a break. It's uh, 22 minutes past the time this podcast started recording, so it's an opportune time to take a break here on Webcology. On cranberry.fm. Friends, um, it's the 27th of July, 2017. Uh, on behalf of Dave Davies from Beats and Marketing, this is Jim Ed from Always Media. We're back after these messages. Stay tuned.
0: Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break.
2: Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's
1: F-J-O-R-G-E-Digital.com.
0: Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, Pick out some new favorite podcasts now at Cranberry.fm. Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey, everyone, welcome back to Webcology here at Cranberry.fm. It's the 27th of July, 2017. This is Jim Hedger with Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk internet marketing and uh, so Dave I'm uh, looking at the f- at one of the Facebook stories that ca- that came up in our uh, in our in, in our collection of news stories today and uh, I don't know how this is gonna work this has been this has been I, I heard about this a few weeks ago and it's been bugging me. Facebook is getting ready to uh, to let media outlets charge readers for access to their stories yeah. It, Besides, um, well, actually, what do you use Facebook for? Like, when you, for, when, you, when you when you first turn Facebook on or first bring it up on, on your browser, what are you using it for every day?
2: You know, pretty much, and probably uh, similar to you, I look to see if I have any notifications. Is anybody saying anything to me? And uh, look at my home to see, you know, what... <laughs> what are the people that I know? Like, what are my friends up to?
1: Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's about it. <laughs> for me, the first thing I want to do is make the veins in Jeremy's neck bulge as much as possible. Yeah. Good. That, that, good that, that's always fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, he's starting his own podcast. eh? Yes, he is. And, and we wish him well. Him. Um, yes, we do. We wish him good <laughs> luck. Just a little <laughs> bit less luck than we've had. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, and then I start trolling news, either political news, local news, or the, the search news, okay? Right. So, you know, there's, like, Politico, um, New York Times, uh, 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 Boston Globe, uh, Miami Herald, etc., Toronto Star, all these all these different newspapers I'm, I'm going to access because I found their stories posted on Facebook. Um, right. You know, most either b- directly by friends of mine or through the whatever affinity networks I am associated with on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, if that's how I use the tool and every time I click on something on Facebook, a gajillion and one advertisements, be they direct or retargets come at me, which must make Facebook a lot of money. In fact, I understand they they certainly make Facebook a lot of money because they posted a hell of a profit last quarter. Yep. Um, I got a feeling that starting in October, when the uh, charge, the ability to put a paywall between me and the content I want to read is there, that the way I use Facebook is going to change kind of kind of radically. And and this is the part I don't get: why the hell are they doing it? Yeah, I don't
2: understand that either. I mean, I use it a little bit differently. Like from from the way we're describing, I tend to use Twitter, where you're using facebook in that context um like in the in the news you know, search but i get that a lot of people probably i don't personally although you know news does come across my radar you know one of my friends has shared it or something you've shared it and you know i'll click it and yeah if they want me to pay for it well it's it's not that hard to hey win for google head over to google and go okay well here was here was the story i was looking up i'll just find it somewhere else um you know i i I personally see this backfiring uh, and not, not lightly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, no, 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 The first thing we gotta we gotta consider, Dave, are we interpreting this wrong? Do we got the wrong idea about what they're doing? I have thought of that. I, I have thought of that
2: too. Where I'm like, yeah, I, I may not be quite understanding this this story and what they're doing quite right because to me, and and probably it sounds like to you as well. I instinctively am like, this is just stupid.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah I mean, but by, by the way, it seems pretty basic. They will let publishers charge us to read their articles. like how much more complicated could it be, right? <laughs> like, yeah oh, so indeed, indeed. You probably got it. <laughs> Um, and I mean,
2: I think there's other better ways to do it. I understand. I mean, and I I know you do too. I sympathize with publishers right now um, because they're expected to produce a lot of content. They're being paid by impressions. Then we all get up in arms at them because they're putting out just fluff news with you know clickbait titles. But this is how they generate revenue, and then we put on ad blockers anyway, right? <laughs> it's just not a a good time to be a publisher in that context so i understand the publisher is sort of like yes give us a way give us a way to actually make some some revenue off of this um and and but unless i'm misunderstanding it, and i hope for publishers and for facebook that i am um but again like you said it's pretty simple i don't see how i could be (laughs) but you know if if there's something i'm missing great if there's not i i see this going the way of i don't know instant articles like i don't know
1: (laughs) like not well Well, the the only way this can work and and this is a long shot even if they do it exactly right the only way i see this working is if they give me like a universal pass there is content at the new york times and the la times you get uh la times i think you get five articles per month new york times you get 10 free articles per month Yep. Now, obviously. I mean, like I, I burn through those in the first couple of days of every month, right? No matter how yeah. hard I try to to budget it. Yeah. And um, if they would give me a universal pass, say like ten bucks, fifteen bucks a month, and I can see all content I want to see anywhere mm-hmm. I want to see it. Yeah. That might sell if the okay. price point was correct. And you're
2: spot on. If they gave me just a, a carte blanche. <laughs> right, anytime I click something on there, you know I paid my ten bucks a month or whatever, and I just get all of it um, for any publishers who subscribe. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that is now something that I might subscribe to, um, just to never hit that and not have to run that query after. But yeah, if it's a pay per play sort of scenario, like it looks like it might be,
1: that's uh, not good. Yeah, I don't. I, yeah, so I see Facebook losing audience, and and mo- even worse. The already terribly beleaguered news publishers, yeah, I get they went to Facebook and say, "Look, we simply can't survive." I, I understand that, but Facebook might have been driving my traffic there for free, but then I was then I was giving the newspaper all those impressions, yeah, and so they were making money off that. Now they won't get me at all, free or not, right. So yeah, it's, uh, it's terrible to think that uh, publishing might be that screwed, but I think publishing might be that screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay. Speaking of screwed <laughs> have you ever um have you ever had Google um like 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 you're using Google Map and it misdirects you badly? I never have. I know many
2: stories of people who ended up almost driving into creeks
1: and stuff. But yeah, we've all heard those stories, but it's never happened to me either. Right. Um, dear dear WebCology, I never thought this would happen to me. Um, <laughs> but when I looked at my Google Map, oh my goodness! So um, <laughs> Google is now adding what they're calling SOS alerts to to uh, search and to maps. Um, to help people avoid crises and to help first responders deal with those crises, um, and you know, you know, me being the the way I think, the first thing the first thing that runs through my mind is, oh, Google's giving you an SOS when they run you off a bridge a, a bridge that was taken. Away. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but yeah, this is kind of cool. Um, uh, uh, if there is a crisis or a local emergency, um, Google will. Uh, but we'll, we'll let you know and, and start filtering as much information to the top of search results as as, as possible.
2: Yeah, I did. I, I really like this idea. And I'm betting I'll bet you within a year it's evolved past what it is now to, um, you know, push notifications based on your location. And, you know, like you brought up a great example. You're on a road. The bridge is out, right? Like, just let me know now. <laughs> that that is out right and they will be able to collect this data i don't see it in, in what the announcement's talking about now but um providing that more up-to-date information on on what's going on i think will be you know very helpful i, I think i see the direction it's going i think it's it's probably going to save lives and, and and i have a hunch also help people um you know sort of get eased through a scenario that's very very trying for them
1: well, yeah, I mean, I, I think more an even more pertinent example in the province you live in, British Columbia, um, the northern quarter of the province is on fire right now. Yeah. Um, massive. Like, Canada is a very big place with very big open spaces. Unfortunately, in British Columbia, many of those big open spaces are filled with fire right now. And uh, the, the scale of this disaster is um it's 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 impossible to verbalize it's so it is so massive and big um over 100 communities have been evacuated so if google is able to provide this information it can tell people when they're supposed to be evacuated where they're supposed to go what the safest routes are um you have highways that are like closed off because the freaking highway is on fire yeah you really yeah. want to know that before you head down that highway. <laughs> well, that's, that is
2: the thing. Um, yeah, I, 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 I look forward to sort of seeing how it evolves out. Um, you know, I, I think what they've got now, that's thats great. Um, but... I, I do have a hunch like anything with google it's going to evolve into something probably a little more useful i get why they might go we're not going to tell people whether the bridge is out now until we're really confident that we know when bridges are out because the last thing they want to do is divert everybody to one other highway when that bridge wasn't out <laughs> now who's legally culpable if people die on that highway yeah. uh, you know that that sort of thing so it's it's i think it's it's going to be a, a really really useful tool and they pulled in some pretty big names um, to assist in, in how it works, right? Like um, what FEMA, the Red Cross, um, the Astronomical Services Administration. Well, like, th- these are people who know what they're doing and know the information they need to, to have on the ground. So um, I, I think it'll be useful. And the information I think they would like the populace to know to maybe ease their lives. Like, let's get people going in the right direction so we don't have to stand there and stop them. We can be putting out this fire or dealing with this you know, flood or whatnot. Mm-hmm.
1: So watch for those and watch for those to evolve. Um, Reminds me a little bit of uh, Facebook's emergency check in. Uh, I think you can see a lot of tech companies doing this. Um, Here's a neat one. Uh, And I think this is this is a little bit more up your alley than mine. So if I introduce it, Dave, could you could you run with the story?
2: Sure, I don't know which story it is, but I'm going to assume the answer is yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, this is the one Google introduces new call bid adjustments in uh, in AdWords, yeah. a uh, new interaction option uh, used to adjust bids so that you can get like the the call extensions to show. More frequently or less frequency in in mobile search ads, depending how it serves you. What do you think of this?
2: I think it's a great idea. And actually in their discussion on it, um, they hit exactly the first, like as I was reading it and, and sort of like I'd seen the title, I'd seen, you know, like read a couple sentences into the announcement and I was like, okay... I, I get who this is awesome for. And then it was actually the example they use. I was like, okay, because I was thinking of clients. <laughs> um, and basically what it does, for, and I have, admittedly I haven't had a chance to play around with it yet, but I will be. Like I just read about this this morning, but I will be <laughs> very soon. Um, is it lets you yeah, put a, a bit adjustment on your call extension. So if it works well for you to have people call as opposed to convert on your site, if you want them to call more often than you want them just to click over to your site, then you can have that call extension show more often or more prominently by putting a bit adjustment very, very similar to any of the other bit adjustments right mobile up or down 20 percent depending on your conversions and stuff like that. The example they used and I think it's spot on it doesn't just apply to travel but it was the first thing I thought of and it's the example they use is if you find your Expedia for example um, that you will convert higher. Um, if you have somebody on the phone, you can do the upsell on this. Well, while you're in, you know, Seattle at MozCon, you know, here's a car you can rent or whatever, right? Like if you, if you do better on the phone at the total ticket value, yeah. Increase your bid adjustment, get those people on the phone. It's, it's, it's great. Um, and it was the first thing I thought of. I have a a few clients in, in travel and they were the first people I thought of because it is true. They work better on the phone. Right, like they'll they'll convert higher on the phone. Yes, mm-hmm. it's handy when they can see pictures. But as soon as you've seen those pictures and you know kind of what you want, you know, you're going to Whistler or whatever. Okay, well, do you, do you want a bike pass while you're there, right? Like, or do you want to go up and do the peak to peak? Just selling all those upsells. It's it's. Uh, I, I, can you tell I'm excited? I love paid search stuff. Like they're doing. So, I used to hate it, and they're doing some really really brilliant stuff right now. Uh, that it's to what you were talking about. I think they're having some problems. <laughs> like competing with like Amazon um, and so they're having to be better and the thing that I really like is if they can actually get better because they don't seem to really uh, there are many exceptions so for our listeners yeah I know there's many exceptions um, but for the most part they're doing quite well and if they can become as reliable a solution for products and services again they used to be then they lost it because amazon became that if they can become that reliable oh well they can give me my product and service and provide me an answer on like what product or service do i want because that's the problem google's facing we're looking on google to figure out what product or service we want then we're going to amazon like we're not even looking on google to find it we're just going to amazon because of the way they list out their products and i'm a prime member right so free two-day shipping um, you know, as soon as they can hit that nail on the head, they'll do great. So I, I really like a lot of the stuff they're doing in paid search right now. Um, and, and I think it will help steer them in that direction, maybe too little too late, you know, and Amazon is doing some pretty innovative stuff too. But, um, you know, so we'll, you know, how will this play out? I, I'm not saying Google's going to win here, but um, I, I think it's a really, really neat move with a lot of applications. But before people go, hey, I'm going to, you know, use that bid adjustment, think to yourself, if you don't convert at a higher value on the phone or you don't have a dramatically higher conversion rate on the phone then then don't take up your time <laughs> to convert right like if you're going to get the same conversion on the phone or, or on your website leave them on your site because it doesn't cost you time um, well, it just costs you indeed. the same money but yeah if you can convert higher if you have a higher conversion rate or you convert at a higher value on the phone you know yeah it, it's, it's a great enhancement
1: Excellent. So, the, 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 what I'm what I'm really hearing here is the more tools Google can offer um, paid advertisers to get those ads noticed, to get them to stand out, um, the, the the better chance they have of surviving against the the beh- the new behemoth Amazon.
0: Well,
2: and that's kind of how I see it, right? Like, if I'm already there. Um, and and they're going to have to train us again, right? Like I go straight to Amazon. I do exactly what Google hates. (laughs) I'll go to Google. I'll find what I want. Um, I'll go to Amazon. I'll buy it. I'll go back to Google when I have a problem to find a solution. (laughs) It's exactly what they don't want me doing. Um, but that's what I do. So you're going to have to train me. Um, and that's going to involve, and I'm sure they know this. I mean, there's engineers at Google who are way smarter than I am. That's not just going to involve helping me as a, a paid search manager, you know, get better conversions and, and, you know, in the meantime, get them more money, but they're going to need to produce that experience that Amazon has just locked down. And Amazon doesn't have a perfect experience by any means, but, um, you know, if Google can start to mimic a little more about that shopping experience that Amazon really has, if they can condition me to go, Oh, okay. And, you know, and, and just skip the crap when I'm going, you know, okay, if I have a buy in front of my phrase, just just skip that part where you're showing 10 links. I mean, I'm not saying I want that as an organic SEO, but as a user, okay, just get me right to that part where I'm looking at products. Some of them may be organic. Some of them may be paid, you know, from the, from the shopping results, but just lay it out like Amazon does, because that's what I want, because that's what works to show me what I want quickly. Um, anyway, we're, we're going off on tangents, of course, but, um, I think this is the battle Google's having right now is they can't provide the products. And can you imagine If they did, if all of a sudden tomorrow they went, as soon as somebody puts buy or has a a commercial intent portion of their query, we're just going to lay it out like shopping results, Like, like Amazon shopping results. Can you imagine what we would all be saying? But at the same time, we go to Amazon. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it, as an organic SEO, I'd be up in arms and going, ah, um, you know, and, and I'm sure they put some organic in there, but probably not as many, uh, or maybe 10 out of the 50 <laughs> in, the, in the, in the results, but it would be the experience that I want. Um, it would be that layout that I'd be looking for. That's easy to look through, easy to filter, um, and easy to see which one can I get in time cheapest right like <laughs> if they got two identical brand name model name products and i can get one faster and cheaper you know filter it like that for me like amazon does and we can just get it done
1: it's going to be interesting to see how google evolves over the next year like uh they they, they suddenly have a serious competitor and for years for years in the industry where we were saying we want to see a competitor to google we just expected it to be a competitor that was like google yeah, <laughs> um, not not a completely different animal. Um, Dave, we got to take a break. We're um, about we're skating time here. We're about 15 minutes away from the end of the show. So, and oh, by the way, my coffee cup's empty. So I got to go refill <laughs> fill that. So. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing and on behalf of my empty coffee cup, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. You're listening to Webcology on cranberry.fm. It's the 27th of July, if you can wrap your head around that. Um, Summer's almost over. Friends, go outside and enjoy it after the show, of course. And stick around. We're going to go with our last segment after these messages.
0: And don't move. Webcology will be back after this short break. We got to free
2: the weed. Take back the plant.
0: How much are your best ideas worth? PriorThings.com gives you an added layer of protection for all of your intellectual property, ideas, and creative things. New business idea, pitch deck, PowerPoint presentation, song lyrics, source code, killer blog posts. We help you protect it all. How do we do it? We use the same technology platform that secures transactions for Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies. Learn more at PriorThings.com. Check out exclusive listener pricing for Cranberry Radio listeners by going to bit.ly slash Circle. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrand. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. E-brands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. E-brands. Content for your ears. And everything in between. Cranberry.fm Webcology takes you to the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies.
1: Hey everyone, welcome back to Buzzcology here on Cranberry.fm. It is the 27th of July, 2017. This is our last segment. Uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing, and I'm Jim Hedger from uh, Digital Always Media. And Dave, have you, um, I don't know if this is rolled out up in Canada yet, but in the States, um, they are now just, dis- Google is now displaying links, site links, under under, under the uh, the search results slightly differently. They're displaying in a carousel format rather than the straight link format that we're used to. Uh, have, have you seen this yet? I have. I, I know the story you're, you're talking about. I, uh, it's funny. I actually
2: don't know if they have it um, in Canada yet. That's funny. I've got proxies up on all my <laughs> It was like I I'm like, hey, there's a browser that's awesome that I discovered at MozCon. Um, anyway, I've got proxies running on all of them. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm going in through so- the
1: dates most of the time anyway. <laughs> Okay, well, currently, as far as I can tell, this is not rolled out in Canada. I'm still seeing I, I'm still seeing the old site links, and I don't know. I appreciate the way, the way they used to do it because that gives me a you know an instant glance um, as a webmaster at exactly what I'm looking at, right? right? So what do you think what, 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 Why is Google displaying the uh, le- the backlinks the way they are? Um, and how is that useful to users? You know, I don't even know that it
2: is more useful to users. Um, I have, I I suspect um, that it's just them trying to get us more and more conditioned to carousels uh, for that, for that uniform. I mean, they're putting carousels all over the place, right? Um, So I have a hunch that's it is to get us more used to carousels and less used to little blue links, (laughs) let's get the you know condition us slowly to not be looking for those blue links anymore and to be looking like we were talking about earlier to be looking for direct access to my answer um as opposed to as opposed to something that i have to like be looking through in the in the traditional way you're still reading it exactly the same in fact in some ways this is more of a pain in the butt um right because you're having to scroll across instead of just read down which we're all accustomed to um which you had to with the site links. Now it's a carousel. So yeah, you're you're scrolling across. Um, but it, it it is conditioning for their for their standard format. One of the perks to website owners, however, that I'm I'm thinking may exist, um, is I have a hunch and, and I don't know this for sure. Like I've done zero, zero testing on this, but um I have a hunch it will allow for a little more flexibility on characters and the site links. And things like that because you're now just scrolling so it, it would allow for for a little more character whether that actually is going to play out or not I'm saying it could I don't know that that's a, I need to stress when I don't actually know something I don't know that that's the case but I could see that being the case but I think the the, the real reason they're doing it is just to get us used to that format because everything else is moving into that format
1: now, I think it also it takes less space so this is this is this this is a small screen strategy right um i don't know though i mean it feels kind of hinky to me i like i like seeing everything in front of me um but i guess you 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 hit a certain age and all change (laughs) these youngins and their fresh ideas
2: (laughs) (laughs) fancy newfangled carousels
1: (laughs) yeah next thing they're gonna do is take the keyboard off the face of my phone (laughs) in my day, we had 10 blue links, and we liked it. Yeah, uh,
0: yeah. we were proud of them. <laughs>
1: um, you know what? This is one of those things, actually, when they when they when when it does roll out and it becomes part of the search results that, that I see daily, I'm probably actually going to like it better, um, mostly because it's efficient and it saves space. And right. so the little engineer inside my brain will be very happy. Um, but again, the old man inside my head is like, ah, ah, newfangled ideas. Bugs me. Yeah, well, yeah, and I mean, you know
2: what? I get it, and I feel for like I don't know what your first computer was, Jim. <laughs> Mine was a VIC <laughs> 20, right? So just to put it in a context, and I'm sure yours was one of the earlier computers as well, right? Like that's the kind of nerds we are. I know you ran cyber cafes before, you know, heck, mm-hmm. it was before I was on the internet. um You know, you you were doing that, so we all were early adopters. I think about people now and, and there's certain advantages to now, but computers do a lot more. So I think of like, okay, you drop like a kid at a computer right now, um, you know, fresh having no experience. There's a lot to know. Like a Vic 20, there wasn't a lot to know. It really didn't do much. You slapped a cartridge in. Now it did one thing poorly. That's kind of how that worked. Uh, whereas now they do a lot, but we got to grow with it. And I think about SEO the same way. I'm like, when we were getting into SEO and you were ahead of me by a couple of years, it was an update every six weeks. <laughs> like, yep. You know, you kind of it, it focused on one of like four things, right, or whatever. And and, and you were, yeah, was it keyword density, because that mattered at the time. I'm only saying that for our listeners who might not have been around then, you know, and, and those sorts of things. Um, you know, can you imagine getting your start now and going, yeah, but yesterday, <laughs> it's like, yeah, we got to evolve with this. So we understand how this is working, but oh my goodness, trying to learn the rules. Now you'd be like, oh. Yeah, okay, everything that yeah. I hear is irrelevant by the time I read it, right? <laughs> no, you
1: know, if, if, if we were to start our careers now, we would both likely be starting in a factory like Will Reynolds, uh, like Will Reynolds' operation or uh, 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 Mike's operation, um, Mike King's operation or something, eh? like one of those rooms with like 50 or 60 people banging away on AdWords in it. Right. Do one thing, do it well, but you're never gonna know it all. Whereas you, I remember,
2: you were having to do links and technical and
1: content and that's the way it was. Yep. Yeah. yeah, you had to be a jack of all trades at the beginning because well, we were we were inventing it as we went along. Yeah. Now it's fairly established. Um, <laughs> SEO is part of the advertising or part of the marketing matrix. It's it's part of it's an essential part of the design process now. I remember remember how many years we had to fight for that? Yep. Um, but the knowledge base is 10 times larger today than it was at the beginning of our careers um, when things were so much easier. Yeah. Um, we really could, well, half of us really could sit out on the deck smoking dope all day, <laughs> <laughs> dreaming up these elaborate and insane leak, leak schemes that eventually would get us in deep trouble. <laughs> but we're so I don't know what you're talking about Jim
2: <laughs> well no, I mean,
1: not seriously Dave I remember this one conversation we had and um, you know I'm gonna rat on you we were both smoking a joint that day <laughs> and uh, I remember this one conversation we had on Ross's deck uh, host of SEO 101 Ross Dunn and uh, I remember I was painting this incredible elaborate three di- th- three-dimensional... Um, link scheme in the sky with my hands, and I knew I understood what I was talking about. Um, um, yeah, those were the days when, when, yeah. when you could do that, and you actually had time in the day to do that. Yeah, now it's just gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now, honest to goodness, now I sit down at my desk somewhere around like six, six, six thirty in the morning, and around like three. I'm starting to feel tired, and five is when I'm done. But that whole day is taken up. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't didn't used to be like this. <laughs> um, I suppose we got paid more by the hour back then. If you really average this out. you <laughs> probably. <laughs> um, okay, you know what? We got we got three minutes. Three minutes, and then they're gonna pull the plug on us. What do wanna, oh. Where do you want Where do you want to go? All right, well, let's
2: minutes. talk about for 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 you know what we talked we touched on travel before. i'm gonna I'm gonna circle us back there to a, a change over at Google Maps. Yeah. Um, anybody can see it. You can see it uh, like i I checked it it's available in Canada. If you do a query for something like hotels in Paris, which is is a query that uh, I think it was Barry who wrote the article, need to mention him in every show, uh, over at Search Engine Land wrote a piece about it. Um, If you do hotels in Paris, just as an example, but it'll be going for hotels pretty much anywhere, um, you'll see there's now a drop down in your filters on accommodation type where you can specify vacation rentals as opposed to just looking at all hotels. Um, so you can actually it, it's new you can now go I want to look up just uh, vacation rentals in there so of course my brain starts percolating and in, in who I can use that for but uh, yeah it, it's interesting and you know what let's circle back really quickly to what Cindy was saying this is about feeds this isn't about the design of your content this is about feeds and just your content outside the design and that's what's getting people into these um, so she's right go figure uh, we need to be thinking about getting our content into feeds, into Google's hands, uh, and that's how we'll rank.
1: Okay, time. That's it. We've we've hit one full hour. So, uh, well done. We did that without a lot of stress and strain. <laughs> um, friends, you have been listening to Webcology on cranberry.fm. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. I was joined this week, but as with with most, but not all, but most weeks, <laughs> i uh, Dave Davies from Beanstalk Internet Marketing. You've listening to Webcology on cranberry.fm. It's the 27th of freaking July, 2017. Summer's almost over. Go out there and enjoy yourself. And more importantly, stick around cranberry. There's some great content coming up after the news. We're back next week. Be well. Talk to you later.